yes, we're doing meaningful work. I've done meaningful work at Nike, doing really meaningful work now, and and that work starts with people, and um, you know, just understanding how people are doing, uh, you know, and ending the conversation with how do you feel. Thank you for joining us on the first episode of There Is No Finish Line podcast with JC and JP. I'm Jesse Canray. I'm John Paik. And we started a podcast that we wanted to put together where we could talk with uh, colleagues from our time working at Nike. John and I were both at Nike for several years, but actually didn't work together directly and didn't know each other while we were working there. Uh, We met through LinkedIn and started a friendship remotely um, initially and decided to start a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. um, Again, we knew the same group of people. Um, Just ironically enough, we just never met, but looking forward to you know, uh, talking with amazing people on this podcast, but, you know, it's great to be connected with Jesse and, and kind of learn more about who he was, what he did, as well as learning or giving him my information of what I did and what, you know, what came about Nike as well. And, um, yeah. No, it's going to be fun. It's really like an opportunity for us to catch up with old friends, see what people are up to. Uh, there is no finish line is an old Nike ad. It came from, this poster that was this runner running alongside this lake. And it was kind of a mantra internally, similar to just do it, which was basically like, keep moving forward. There is no finish line. Keep your head down. (laughs) And it was really like this (laughs) motivation. And I think that you and I both felt like it was a good starting point for this conversation because Nike is just a step on that journey for us. And for a lot of the people that we're talking to, and there is no finish line. And that's both for professionally and I think for just personally as we try to develop into better versions of ourselves and to try to constantly self-improve. Felt like there is no finish line is a good mantra that could even be taken out of the context of Nike for people individually. And thought it was a good starting point for this discussion. Yeah, 100% agree. I think uh, we just want people to realize or our listeners to realize that, you know, you're not alone. We want to you know, we all have the same challenges, you know, successes. And we, we just think speaking with amazing people, amazing leaders, amazing mentors, um, we'll, be, we'll be able to hear and learn how they kind of went through their career, but also to get to where they are today as a stepping stone of what they learned at Nike, how they learned from Nike, um, even giving advice to, you know, college graduates wanting to be with Nike or even other big brands. So it's an opportunity to kind of listen hear their experiences, what motivated them, what challenges um, did they go through, but also, um, you know, how did it help them become a bigger and better person or leader per se uh, in what they do? Absolutely. And speaking of really amazing people and amazing mentors, the first guest of our podcast is Mark Patrick, somebody that we both worked with pretty closely at Nike. Uh, He worked at Nike for many years, uh, primarily a lot of roles within advertising and now he is the Senior Vice President of Marketing at Beyond Meat. Yeah, I am super stoked um, to have Mark on the podcast and being able to kind of pick his brain and, and just really understand um, his leadership skills and, and really understanding the consumer. So super stoked to have him on board. We have this, I, I just share the same values as he does. I think we both do. 
And, um, you know, him giving us the time to speak with him while he's traveling to Dallas right now, um, you know, taking his oldest daughter to college or back to college. Um, it was just an honor and privilege to, you know, have us be able to talk to him over the phone while he was doing that. Absolutely. Yeah, it was a really great conversation. I'm really excited for people to hear it. I'll try I'll try to keep it professional. <laughs> hey, hey guys. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good, man. How's, uh, how's Dallas? It's hot. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's hot as hell down here. It's uh, no, it's like I think they said one oh, it'll be one oh seven tomorrow. Uh, the oh heat my index. god, that's crazy! <laughs> I know. And when do you uh, come back? Are you coming back on the weekend because it's supposed to be a hundred here? <laughs> I, yeah, that, you know, that's funny. My wife was just saying that as well. I guess it's everywhere because yeah, I come back on Saturday, yeah. and uh, it doesn't look like I'll be escaping the heat <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Oh man, it's so hot. Yeah, it's. I mean, I'm not complaining. I like the heat, but yeah, it's 107 is extreme over there. I'm sure with humidity included. I'm sure. So exactly, oh, exactly. Uh, Texas heat is something. Yeah. Oh man. Well, uh, thanks for getting on with us. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll start. I mean, I'm super pumped to have you as a guest. Um, you know with your experiences, you know, throughout your journey to being, you know, from a collegiate athlete to, you know, your prior days at Cheyenne Day to obviously your, your experiences at Nike with extensive, um, you know, uh, experience and, and just 20 plus years having your um, time there, being able to put your hands on every category and function possible at Nike um, from sportswear, golf, football, baseball, I think back then it was called FBAT, right? <laughs> and so that's right. Yeah. Good old FBAT. Yep. That's right. And then, you know, having your hands in obviously massive launch campaigns such as the Kaepernick campaign and and just knowing who you are and what you've done and in your leadership skills. Um, I you know, I think one of the best things that I've I've seen and, and I value as well and I try to do is is your listen, lead and teach approach. Um, you know, and, and now being, you know, the, the VP of Beyond Me is pretty extreme and, and successful, and, and I can't wait to see what else is going to going to happen. But yeah, I mean, I think um, you know, love Thank to you. love to hear more about you know your days at I think kind of your journey a little quickly, you know, from from Shite and Day to you know Nike. Love to hear something real quick if possible. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. No, first of all, pre I appreciate it. It's uh it's an honor. I, I appreciate you inviting me and having me on. Um, it's exciting. And, uh, you know, yeah, thanks for kind of running, running me down memory lane. I think you know, my, my, my journey has been, uh, it, it's ongoing and, um, you know, yeah, I, I, uh, I got my start, uh, in the agency world, um, as you pointed out, you know, um, coming out of, of SMU, uh, kind of finding a passion early on around, um, advertising right right you know really just just people you know and, and even goes further back to my like my childhood of just with my dad just spending time watching people observing people analyzing people as they walked in out of the stores while you know while we sat in the car and waited for my mom to pick something up you know just all those funny things where it was always about people and kind of analyzing consumer behavior so yeah so my journey began at, at Shia Day I, I found my, I was fortunate I got a job at an agency right when I graduated and then um you know, was able to to just follow that passion of um, uh, playing a role in in consumer behavior. That's the that's the way I always looked at advertising. And so, 
Shia Day uh, led me to, to a couple of different agencies, Burrell and DDB and all, all of that foundation to kind of lead me to Nike. And, um, you know, when I started at Nike, it was in the field in Chicago uh, where the rubber meets the road, literally in the streets. Uh, and so, I, you know, to this day, I always look back to that that start at Nike because it, it, it that first year is where I think I probably learned everything I know <laughs> um, because you just had to, to get after it. Um, uh, and, and hustle your way through it. Uh, but that began, you know, a 20 year, a 20 year, 21 year journey um, with the swoosh. Uh, you know, I, I couldn't, it was like a dream come true. And um, I, I, I couldn't have mapped it out uh, that way. And, you know, the, the years at Nike were, were, were are years that I think will always be a part of me. I mean, um, you know, you, you go through so many things at Nike. Nothing's constant but change, for sure. A common common phrase that we all say. <laughs> true, at Nike, and I and I think that's what held me there for so long is the, you know, one being ambitious, always wanting to to dive into the unknown, but you know, two just the, just doing that throughout all the change, you know, and and just 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 embracing everything that constantly changed there, and that that allowed me a chance to be a part of different categories, um, get outside of my comfort zone and work in sales and work in retail and spend some time overseas and, and, and do just a lot of different things. You know, I mean, I, I mean, throughout those different roles I had, I always kind of deferred back to the foundation I had and, and kind of the passion I had of just people and consumers and, you know, playing a role in how, how people behave. Um, so, yeah. And then I, you know, and then, um, just to round it out, yeah. I mean, after after all those years at, at Nike, um, I, you know, I I always knew that uh, as much as I loved the the brand, it was always something else. There was more. Um, there was more out there. I did, I never wanted to be defined by any one thing. Probably probably held true within Nike too, because all those different roles. But you know, even looking beyond Nike, I knew that there was something more. And Beyond Meat really just fell into my lap um, at a time when I was I was really kind of picking my head up and thinking about what that next thing was. And and I and I was describing something like Beyond Meat, but didn't really know that that type of opportunity would come my way. And when it did, I remember saying to my wife, you know, I was like, wow, I think this is what I've been talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something that was so, so much even more meaningful and, and more purposeful was by building on all the experiences that I had at Nike. And so, so here I am. That's awesome. <laughs> Mark, like, was there anything that happened at Nike that caused you to kind of lift your head? You know, was it just like the amount of years that you had put, you know, in the company? Like, was there anything specifically that kind of prompted you to just sort of have that introspective moment? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, being a part of um, things, you know, uh, projects, um, Mo uh, campaigns, moments that uh, where, you know, I could see that, wow, you, you know, this whole notion of being able to transcend the business, being able to to do something that, you know, it, it, it sounds, you know, it, it's a typical thing that we all say that may sound corny, but have an impact on the world, right? And so we said that at Nike all the time. And I think, you know, it, it happened throughout my career. It wasn't any one thing, you know, it's it's everything from you know, being a part of a, a, a documentary in the early days around a shoe to, 
you know, creating um, creating a platform that allowed, you know, kid, that kind of reinvented the ability for high school kids to, to seek their future in the game of football, you know, to, yeah, you mentioned it, being a part of, you know, big campaigns, whether it's crazy dreams, whether it, you know, was uh, things that, you know, spread across different Olympic moments. It was all those things where it was like, wow, this is about sport, but it's also about something more. And so, that, you know, that was kind of like the impetus to think that there's, you could do that. You could, you don't have to just do that through sport. You can do it through, through uh, many aspects that are important to people. And so that just was a growing, that was like a growing feeling that I had over time. And so 20 years is a good run. I think it all just started to add up to us. Like, hey, what, what else could there be out there to do that? And, and again, it, it was a, it was the, the growth of that over many projects, but also kind of giving you the chance to, to think back to um, the things that I was so passionate about, even as a kid, the things that I love and my hearing my dad's voice say, you know, love what you do. And so I was like, wow, I, of course I love sport, but what I love really is, is, is something even beyond that. And so all of those moments um, are things that helped, helped me get, get to that point. That's great. I mean, I think that obviously there's there's a lot of altruism in, in that statement, right? And it's just like about, you know, how you can contribute in a in a bigger way and take the work that you did at Nike, uh, no pun intended, beyond <laughs> beyond what you've done. And so can you kind of talk a little bit about how that opportunity came together for you? Is that something that you can touch on? Uh yeah. It, uh you know, it it um you know, relationships, right? I think um, uh, having had so much experience in the world of sports and, um, you know, working with so many athletes and, uh, you know, working across so many different categories, um, you, you know, you start to build quite a network, right, of people. And so for Beyond Me, you know, this is a, an amazing brand that, um, seize the opportunity to create a, a better future for the way people think about food. And, and long before I got there, um, the brand had started to build those relationships with athletes, investors, ambassadors that we call now, you know, that are part of the brand. And so as they began to do that, you know, they also have quite a network. And so they, they were then at the point where they wanted to build out their marketing leadership team. And so they looked no further than back to sport you know, and back to athletes and, and people that are connected to athletes. And so, um, you know, you can see the connection there between, you know, their network and, and my network over the years. And so as they were, as they were seeking out people who understood how to create a movement, how to do things that transcend, how to do things that, like you said, go beyond. <laughs> we laugh at that pun a lot, but it's true. Um, they found me. And, uh, and again, it was pretty surreal, you know, it was pretty surreal. I mean, I, I uh, you, you know, you, you, you layer in the point of eating plant-based. My wife has been plant-based for six years, six or seven years now. And I was not, I dabbled in it, but I understood it. And so you connect that back to it. And, um, you know, the understanding of that along with, with how this, this opportunity fell in my lap and uh, it just felt, it just, you just kind of knew it was right. That's amazing. So, I mean, that's a good dovetail and just to like the work that you've been involved in, obviously, with the marketing campaigns that have come out, um, you know, not within like past couple of weeks, past month or so. And then prior to that, a lot of the endorsement um, relationships that you've had with uh, celebrities and 
And how much of that work, I mean, it sounds like this was an effort that was in place. They wanted to bring you in kind of based on the sort of direction that they were taking it. But can you talk a little bit about the genesis of that work and that sort of pivot point in, in your involvement in developing, you know, that kind of that new campaign, that, that go beyond campaign? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it, it, it's funny, you know, and, and I, you know, that comes up a lot, you know, given, you know, my background at Nike and, and now the time uh, close to just shy of a year now beyond me. And, you know, it's like, wow, you really brought those things over. But it really kind of goes back to um, the strategy that I learned and honed in on so well at Nike. And it's just being, you know, thinking about the consumer first and being influencer led and ambassador led. And certainly, you know, at Nike it was always athlete led. But taking that strategy, that basic thought into into Beyond Meat was really important, right? And just just having the ability to um, create a movement uh, and, you know, get tr changing consumer behavior around something that is so important to all of us goes back generations, you know, it's, it's how we eat food. And so applying that thought of being ambassador led and influencer led um, is really is, is the point. And so so we've, we've been on that path and, um, you know, doing that even through, you know, this trying time, uh, really kind of going back to, to the redefining or even just defining really much more sharply what we stand for and using the ability to, to leverage ambassadors and influencers um, high and low. Uh, to do that uh, as a basic strategy uh, that is in play. And and it's been great, you know, and you, you're right. You touched on it. You've seen different things, um, whether it was our Feed a Million Plus campaign, um, leveraging ambassadors and doing it in a meaningful way and giving back to frontline workers and, uh, you know, giving back to communities that really started with where do, where do our ambassadors need help and leveraging their ability to, to help build our voice in doing that um, um, right through to, you know, giving people some inspiration and information around what it means to be plant-based and leveraging the journey that those ambassadors and highly visible influencers have on their own path, you know, to understanding what it means to eat plant-based meat and understanding that. And so making it just that authentic where it's, it's, uh, it's real and it's relatable because it's something that they're going through. And so we're doing that. And then, and then most recently being able to really tell our story um with uh you know uh the the athletes and the and the ambassadors and todd Gurley, octavia spencer i mean we're just, they're on those same journeys right and so leveraging that influencer-led movement with with them uh helping amplify our voice is is think are things that i learned early on and things that we're just applying now that are uh, that are really exciting yeah and i think with a lot of those kind of amazing experiences and journeys and, and, and launches and, and advertisements that you're doing right now. I'd love to know, like, um, cause with that being said, like you can't ha you can't do all that with great people. And I'd love to know like more about, you know, whom you have around you to do those amazing works. Like what's your, like, I'd love to know more about your leadership style because like I said, prior to, I think I, I value the same values that you do from a listening, leading and teaching uh, approach. And, and Kyle would love to know how it evolved through your career um, prior to during prior to Nike, but then also now currently with, with Beyond Me. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Uh, we talk about a lot. And, um, you know, it, it, my leadership style, it, it starts with with empathy first, you know, clear in the center of it all and um you know just people i think anybody anybody who knows me uh throughout my career 
early on, and I think even more so today, knows that it, it, I'm just about people first. And it, it, yes, we're, we're doing meaningful work. I've done meaningful work at Nike, doing really meaningful work now, and and that work starts with people, and um, you know, just understanding how people are doing, uh, you know, and ending the conversation with how do you feel, you know, it's uh, that's something that that I I think has just been a part of me all along, and I think along my career, to your point, is but it, it's. It's evolved. I think I've learned how to apply that into a business sense. You know, I I, um, I had a chance at one point in my career um, to take a class at Stanford, and it it, um, it was around interpersonal dynamics. It was known as the touchy feely class, and uh, <laughs> you know, and and I was like, yeah, I'm I'm into this, and and it. But in that class, I learned a lot about how you know you can even just focusing on how people feel about something as opposed to what they say or what they want to do. And and the, in that class, they talked a lot about the word feel uh, and just how do you feel or or even when you have a point or a disagreement, actually expressing yourself using the word feel as opposed, you know, as opposed to any other word. It's like, well, I, this is what I'm feeling right now. And I feel that we could go another direction or I feel that there's another way to go about this, you know, and so starting that way. And so I try to use that. It always stuck with me because, again, it was I had that thought already. But it, when I took that, had that experience, it, it honed in on it a bit more. And so my style is to kind of to do that, you know, is to is to lead with that. Um, that's not to say that it, you're not trying to get to a, a way to be decisive and a way to make a business decision. But um, it it puts it in a different context and it and allows people to engage with you more and, and in a different way. And so um, that's always been my style, uh, you know, and I think people it's it helps build great relationships. And it, it, it has definitely built lifelong relationships that I built at Nike and, and I see it working pretty well at, at Beyond Meat as well. I mean, we have a great team, much smaller than Nike, right? Smaller companies, smaller women. <laughs> but um you know, I always I, I want to be um, I think another thing I keep in my mind is I want to be remembered for um, the the relationships and, and how I made people feel or how or the impact that I left on people as opposed to the last cool ad that I did. I've done a lot of cool ads and a lot of cool campaigns and events and concepts and you know things that that I could I could brag about and I'm kind of proud of, but mostly proud of just the impact leading on people and so i just i try to remind myself of that i mean hey it's easier said than done you get caught up we all get so busy and we're grinding but to take a deep breath and step back to the, 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 that clear principle of just empathy being in the center of it all and um and and you know making sure that 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 really drives it i mean throughout my career i have had highs and lows where i've had managers who didn't have much empathy for me you know and I think again, those are things that have helped it evolve and make and have, have reminded me to keep that keep that in the center of it all. Yeah, I love that. I love how you kind of just described you want to be known or what do you want to be known from your legacy? And and I think that's you hit it on uh, dead on in, in regards to empathy and, and just realizing it's it's trying to help and and lead and, and listen, like you said. Um, and kind of follow up question would be with that kind of style and learnings that you've de you've dealt with, um, how important was it for you to have um, like mentors during your career as well? I'd love to know about that. Oh yeah, oh so important, so important. Um, you know, it's uh, I've I've been fortunate. You know, there, there's a, there's a few really key mentors that I've had. You know, one one of them was actually a 
a professor at SMU who I'm I'm still super close friends with to this day. She uh, she helped me helped me get started, um, and uh, you know it was just maintained a really great relationship. I go to her for advice all the time, you know, as well as a great mentor, you know, um, or mentors at Nike that I'm still super super close with. They're like you know it's like like a big brother to me, and um, you know that so that has played a key role. Um, you know, one of the things my, all of my mentors have always told me is that, you you know, you you are you need to be a mentor, you know. And so, you know, as I've over time mentored others, um, it's helped my relationship with my mentors as well. Right. It kind of seeing both sides of the picture and kind of how to be a good mentee as well as mentor. It all go it all. And, um, you know, yeah, because I think you're you know, you need to have you need to have another uh, viewpoint that's that's outside of you know your your immediate workplace and somebody who can bounce things on some off with somebody who can think holistically about you know your journey and and what's going on and and they often see things that you don't see you know and you need you need that um, you need that throughout and so I don't know I I don't know how I do any of this without you know my mentors um, that I've had as well as my mentees being a mentee. Awesome. Uh, you know, Mark, I'm just like, you know, you kind of touched on it a little bit and we don't, you know, I, I just I'm curious because, you know, you're you're talking about empathy being at the core of, of how you interact with people. And I think that obviously one of the common experiences we have is is working at Nike. And I can imagine that um, there's obviously a lot of different styles, a lot of different leadership styles, you know, in any company. But within Nike, I think that, you know, that style to me kind of would conflict with a lot of the sort of prevailing <laughs> leadership styles that happen at Nike. Sure, yeah. There's a lot of work that goes into, you know, you know, uh, manager plus and leadership kind of things. And so you talk about going to Stanford and almost like kind of getting an outside perspective that led you to really focus on this way um, that you interact with people. And so I'm just kind of curious, like th through your experiences at Nike, have there been any that, you have pulled forward um, when you, you know, with your experiences now at Beyond Me, just beyond just sort of like the marketing and sort of the, the consumer centric sort of side of things outside of just sort of, you know, the, the focus around empathy and feeling and, and listening. What other experiences have you got, even though positive or negative, that have kind of impacted how you've approached this new role? Um, yeah, I mean, I, whew, there's, you hit on it. There, there's, there are several, right? There, there are several, um, you know, experiences and, and learnings along the way, you know, that, that, that I've, I've to this day continue to try to pull forward. And so, you know, and, and a lot of the, a lot of the experiences examples that sometimes they were, they were bad, they were rough, they were tough times, you know, but they, I gained so much out of them, um, and, you know, turn, turn them into positives. And so, you know, when I, when I think about the, the, the probably the top, the top concepts or, th you know, uh, mantras that I've pulled forward are, you know, definitely, as I was mentioning earlier, you know, the, the consumer focus mentality that I already loved, right? The ability to focus on behavior of people in order to influence it and make an impact. I mean, I had so many experiences where, you know, it was just don't don't forget about it. And it, and it seems so obvious in hindsight, but I remember when like when I went in to lead the New York team for Nike, to lead the brand in the, the greatest city in the world, the most influential. And it was a wreck when I got there. The team was a wreck. The business was a wreck. And we had to turn it around. And so 
at that point I had been, I had had pretty significant amount of experience at Nike at, at headquarters. I think that's largely why they put me there. It's like, Hey, go there and fix it and, and do it. And I, and I had an affinity cause I grew up on the East coast, but when I got there, I, I thought, I thought for some reason that I needed to think I need, I was a big shot, you know, and I need to think, I need to be, I need to talk about the business, you know, and like talk about the, you know, where we needed to take it and, and think about um, the numbers. And, and, it, and it was like, you know, it's like a, I could just see like I was getting kind of like a slap on the head, just, hey, what about the consumer? Like, don't forget about the consumer. Actually, that's why you're here. Forget all this stuff around it, right? And focus on what you know how to do and, and what you've learned. That's why you were here. And so it seems so obvious, but it was a big one, you know, because you, I think in any business, even as I've learned a new industry now in the plant-based world, you can't forget, you can get pulled into the competition and, and you know, what the headlines are going to be and, and, and all these things and forget to focus on the consumer. So that's a big one first, right? That we can't say enough. Um, that I'm sure you guys, if it, you can relate to all the time that Nike, I'm being focused on the consumer. But I think this, and then I think the other one is, um, you know, just the balance of being strategic with a vision as a leader um, and being organized, but also balanced with with being scrappy and knowing how to hustle and knowing how to just get it done and execute. You know, you can't have one without the other. And so, I think every chapter that I had at Nike, you know, there was an experience around that and, and a leader that taught me that. And I went through it, you know, having the ability to balance both things and, and leveraging your team, you know, across both the strategy and how to execute is something that I definitely pull forward every day to, to, to the best as best as I can. And then I think the and then I think the third one, and these all go together, is um, you know. And th this is the, I think the, probably the most, the, the one that I love the most, and it's just loving the process of, of, uh, of marketing, you know, and change happens. Ha, you know, there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, things are going to fail. And, um, you know, the ability to love the process and keep a level head throughout it uh, is a, is a strength that I've, you know, that I've honed in on and uh, just, like just keep going. I mean, and this happens every, almost every day, every week. It, it happened at Nike quite a bit. Even at Beyond Meat, you know, uh, we just launched a big campaign, and it felt like everything was perfect, you know, behind the scenes. And even the day of the launch, like that morning, it was like all hell broke loose. But we, but but nobody knows that, right? <laughs> and I was the one, and I was the one who was like, guys, just, just take a deep breath. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. And it, and it and it took us some hustle. It took a couple of hours of some hustle, and, and I don't. And you, you can't. You can only imagine what was going on behind the scenes. But it was. But it was fine. And it, because I had had those experiences, right? Of just like this is what we do. We're the marketing team. It's about the consumer. We'll adapt. We'll figure it out. We'll keep going. And we didn't miss a beat. And so that that one, as I say, I probably you know love hate the most because <laughs> it's not easy sometimes when you're going through it, but. But that's at the end of the day, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, I love that. We do. That's what we do. That's what we that's what we do as great marketers, as great leaders. Um, keep a level head and keep keep. That's writing. awesome. Because like I, I just believe in I mean, I've seen it through through Beyond Meat right now, what you've done. I mean, obviously, the collaborations, the influencers, the ambassadors too. like I said, bringing back the collaborations that you guys are doing, like with Starbucks, Dunkin, KFC and so forth. And I just. I could just tell that there's a huge difference in storytelling 
um, what you've had in your team, um, your hands on in regards to how to tell that story. And I think you've you've done an amazing job of of telling that story to the consumer and letting and educating the consumer and the mission and vision of what Beyond Meat is. And I kind of would love to know what what does success look like right now for for Beyond Meat in your perspective. Uh, wow. Well, thank you, first of all, for the, for the kind words and, and noticing that, you know, we're, we're, we're trying. Um, I would say, you know, it's only the beginning. Um, you know, it, it, I think I think we've just scratched the surface of uh, world domination, you know, it, I mean, it's uh, not world domination, but really just I think as people we're, we're in such an interesting time as people um, build, you know, a greater consciousness around food food supply and health across the world, you know, Beyond Meat really, really has a, an opportunity, right? To, to, and this is what we've been trying to do that you're, you're taking notice of, and I appreciate it, but we have an opportunity to not only just grow a business, but to lead a category, um, you know, and uh, lead it to the point where it's, it's on a level playing field um, with some of the most dominant brands that we all know, household names, right? um that that are also playing in the world of sustainability and purpose and being mission driven you know like like nike like the teslas of the world like apple and so on and so you know we have an opportunity to do that and 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 what that what i mean by that is being um you know being sort of like in harmony with with people's lives right uh, and being essential to people and being essential to culture it's like that thing like hey i can't leave without that that's my thing that's my go-to I gotta have my burger today, my Beyond Burger. You know, so like, it's like putting it on that level. And so I think we've only scratched the surface. And now, I mean, I saw it when I joined, but now, who knew that we would be where we are today with everything going on, where the runway for this story uh, is even wider. And it's and it, you know, it gives me goosebumps. Like when you think about it, it's just like, wow, this is this is what's needed uh, on so many levels as people understand the importance of health and animal welfare, uh, you know, our resources, you know, and climate change. I mean, all of those things coming together. And so here's a brand that can, can really make a difference uh, in, in that world. And so I see us continuing, continuing down that path. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big believer of the product. I mean, obviously I, I've, I've kind of changed our family's diet through Beyond Meat um, a year and a half ago. And so I could see the impact um, that it's done for our lives. So again, big believer of it. Yeah, I want to jump in there too, because I've been plant-based for over three years now. And there's, you know, people are really always really curious and asking a lot of questions. And I always just try to be non-preachy right about it because i think that that can be a turnoff and i one thing that really struck right. me with the marketing that you guys are doing is that it's just really like you know everybody's personal sort of story and the pieces that you did with like kevin hart and chris paul and all those folks jordana brewster it's really just like them talking to camera and obviously you can tell that it's not really rehearsed there's not lines they're just speaking straight from right. the heart and it's really like you know it's not a lot of them aren't really super aggressive about it. It's just something that they're trying to integrate and they're trying out and they're, and they're you know, incorporating it into their family's diets. And even with the, the larger campaign, it's like, you know, the question of like, what if we did this? What if we did this? It doesn't have this really like kind of aggressive sort of tone to it. And so I'm, I'm kind of curious, just, 
in terms of like marketing around plant-based sort of diet and these products, I mean, there's obviously a strategy around how you guys are approaching it and what you've seen in the market and, and how you guys want to kind of craft your message around that, that idea. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's great. First of all, I love that you guys are into it personally as well as analyzing it. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, th that you hit on it, that's just it is, is what we're trying to get across now that it's an invitation, you know, and it, it's not a, it's not a preachy. It's a, it's an invitation to a journey that, that you can, you can dive into on your own terms. And, you know, we, we don't want, when it comes to food, we don't want to break people's traditions and, uh, your heritage, it's quite the opposite. We want to embrace it, you know, and, but do it in a way that where you have a new awareness um, to the health that it can provide you and, and what it can do to the planet. And so, you know, that really drives the strategy that drove a lot of the work that we just did um, so that it feels like, you know, the, the message is that way. Wow. I want to, I want some of that. I want to be a part of that because it, it's, um, it's embracing, you know, what I love to do, what I already love to eat, but in a way that puts it on a new, a new frontier, a new normal, as that as this phrase is often talked about right now. Uh, and it gives people ability to find a new routine and find find some new magic in, in, in how they go about their lives. And so that is a delicate balance. Uh, and, it, and, it, and it's, you know, it's embracing, it's all positive um, from how the product is developed to, to how you actually consume it. And so we're looking to to continue to do do more of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, with with again, um, I think it's authenticity. I think what you guys have done is just super authentic and, and genuine. Again, not scripted or preached um, to the consumer and kind of rounding that all up. I mean, with your amazing journey, knowing, you know, you've been a part of these major brands for these young new kids or I would say up and comers who want to be in marketing or recent graduates, um, what advice could you give them to be a part of a bigger brand like the Nikes or Apples or even Beyond Meats? What kind of advice would you give them? Mm -hmm. um, as you know, I'm sure, I mean, just as much as you've been asked, I'm sure Jesse and I have been asked with random emails sometimes of, of young, of these young hustlers, you know, um, <laughs> wanting to get into yeah. Nike or Apple or Beyond Meat. Like what kind of oh, advice yeah. could you give them? Yeah. Yeah. Question, the question comes up <laughs> a lot, you know, and, um, and it's great. It's exciting. Right. When you get those questions, I love it. And I think the, the, the thing that I always say is, is um, again, easier said than done, but, but just step back and, and, Focus on now. Focus on doing doing the work now. Even even as a student, you know it's um, you know it, it's it's you get so far ahead of yourself, right? Like just thinking about I want I want that job and I want this and that title and that. But just do the work now. Do put yourself deep in the middle of it, and and you, you that's what you can control. And um, and the job will come, but demonstrate uh, the value that you can provide. You know it's um it's amazing. I mean even just recently it's like. You know, I'll meet somebody who I'm just doing work, you know, doing some some insights and, and, and trying to uncover more authenticity as you touched on. And, and you'll come across somebody who's just so into something. And and that person, you know, that that's what you, you, you know, that leads to a job. You know, it's like, wow, you know, I where are you trying to where are you trying to go in life? And so you find out that that could lead to an opportunity. Um, and so just 
just work hard and do it and make sure that that you know your current status is legit and um <laughs> and and you know as opposed to to begging for something you know that you see you're, you're seeking for down the road um so again easier said than done but you can't focus on the moment more um yeah enough. i mean i love that and, and i guess the final question for me um would ask you is if you can go back and give your, your younger self some advice, what would it be? <laughs> uh, gosh, yeah, I would, I would say, you know, there's, um, there's a, there's a quote that I, I came to love <clears throat> Marcus Garvey quote that I always say, I used to, I, I, I've said it in presentations, but I, I learned it. And I, I should have had it at the beginning, but it's it's this quote that says, um, uh, "If you have uh, uh, if you have no confidence in self, you are twice defeated in the race of life. With confidence, you have won even before you have started." That's and awesome. so, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, and I mean, it's like it hits yeah. it right, and it, it you know, and, it, and it's just be confident, you know, be confident in who you are and your abilities, you know, and um, and and. I say along with that, focus on, you know, the experiences that you want to have as opposed to, again, you know, that title or that certain job, even specifically, just, just, you know, be confident and focus on the type of experience you want to have in the moment and go from oh, there. Oh man, that's so deep. I love that. Um, man, Jesse, anything else? I mean, I feel like we've learned so much already. <laughs> so this is awesome. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I think that's like what's so exciting about this opportunity is just like Mark, I've known you for years, obviously through work and, you know, just getting to know more about your story and, you know, like who you are as a person, you know, it's just great. I wish I would have probably, you know, known more, you know, when we were working together. Um, but I just really excited yeah. for you and the fact that, you know, the, the work that you're doing right now and and just the ability for your teams to, um, you know, learn from you and your experiences and how you approach life. And um, I just think that that's really important. And, and everything that you've said around what kind of guides you is really super inspirational to me. And I'm really excited to, you know, um, you know, just take that stuff to heart and live live in that in that way. So I, I really appreciate the conversation, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you guys. Yeah. Yeah, I I appreciate you guys. I appreciate it. Great, yeah. great chat. Love it. And uh, keep eating those Beyond Burgers. Let's go have <laughs> yeah, one together. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks Take so care, much, Mark. Mark. Thank you. All Take right, care, guys. It. Thanks All again. Right. Bye now. Right. Bye. Peace. Well, that was our awesome conversation with Mark Patrick from Beyond Me. We've got some more coming up. So thank you for listening. And we will have another There Is No Finish Line podcast coming soon. Thanks again.